Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the number one international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today on the show, I'm pleased to introduce you to a nice gal named Shanna Lee Gibson. Shanna Lee comes to us from British Columbia, Canada, and is a renowned medium and spiritual mentor, known for her humor, accuracy, and compassion. Her work, In Service to the Soul, has been widely featured in the media. She's very busy doing many things, but is extremely passionate about inspiring teens everywhere. In fact, her most recent project is her set of oracle cards called Empowering the Teenage Soul, which certainly she'll tell us about today. She teaches mediumship, does private readings in person and on Skype, and makes a global difference. She's got a great website, and she's up to a whole bunch of things that you can visit at shannaleegibson.ca. So without further ado, I'd like to say, Shannalee Gibson, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you so much, Sandra. What a great beginning. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure it's going to be a great show. We have a mutual friend who is in your mentorship program, Darla, who uh, really highly recommended you and said, Beyond a shadow of a doubt, I must interview Shanna Lee. So I'm thrilled Aww. that you could make some time today to do that. Oh, me too. Me too. It's exciting. It's wonderful. I saw, you know, what you're up to and it's all absolutely beautiful to be able to contribute and share with people, you know, different perspectives on the afterlife and what happens after we die. Yeah, it's a great conversation. And just to give people some peace, some security, some hope, some enthusiasm that we get to see our loved ones again, uh, that we don't have to have this big fear that we just go to the world of the unknown. But Shanna, let's, Shanna Lee, let's hear a little bit about you, your past, and how you got into the world of mediumship. Would you share with us? Absolutely. You know, it's interesting because of what you just said there. I thought, wow, it's like a perfect segue into my past. I think that um, there's a lot of assumption when you're a medium that you always knew you were a medium and, you know, that you were always seeing dead people, you were communicating with them effortlessly, and that you have this sort of key to the other world that is a deep comfort. And for me, it was actually... um, you know, quite terrifying, not the other side that was terrifying, but my own beliefs and ideas. I had these terrible fears that when we die or any of my loved ones die, we really are going into a black hole. You know, Um, they're the afterlife um, was still a foreign concept for me. And because I grew up going to church and in particular to the Seventh-day Adventist Church, which is uh, a church that believes in the writings of Ellen White and go to church on Saturday, you're a vegetarian. Wow. And there's, yeah, there's just certain ways that they do things. And so my mom really wanted us to have this spiritual upbringing. And she wanted us to have concepts of God and, and a higher power. And so she sent us there. You know, it wasn't as though she was fundamental Seventh-day Adventist or, or um, overly religious, but she just thought, well, this will probably be the best avenue for them. 
So um, this is where I went and I found myself very conflicted, you know, between what I, what I was being told, what I felt inwardly. And so it created this anxiety within me that um, God really was this really difficult being that was a really angry guy, you know, very judgmental, um, really very fearful. And, you know, you had to be very careful and walk on eggshells. So I grew up with that kind of idea. So on one hand, I had this deep curiosity where I wanted to know God and, and I needed to understand what happened after death. And I needed to understand where are my loved ones going to go when they die. And at the same time, I was, I was just terrified that they would die sooner than later and I wouldn't have those answers. And um, so I was just trying to reconcile, you know, this and I was trying to reconcile my own feelings of this, like I said, the curiosity of almost the excitement that maybe there was more to it and maybe this sort of warm feeling that I had inside me, although it contradicted the teachings that I was receiving, maybe there was something to that. You know, maybe God was actually part of this feeling that I had inside me. But um, when you're dealing with, and when I was dealing with that very subtle feeling, it wasn't enough and no one was talking about it. You know, no one was saying, oh, hey, Shanna, you know, that feeling that you're having, well, that's God. Or um, what they were saying was, here's the teachings. Here's what God wants you to do. Here's how you stay on his good side. And so follow this and then the rest will fall into place. And so unfortunately, I grew up at odds with God and then inevitably with my own psychic abilities. Sure. And, you know, really, um, when I was 15, I had uh, my, my inner world of feelings and seeing, uh, being a clairvoyant where I would actually you know, physically see objectively, not spirit per se, but places, um, visions of uh, maybe more so beings, but not people, not my loved ones who are mm. past, but just visions that I would have on a regular basis. Um, this was all part of my world. I just didn't share it with anybody. So when I was 15 and I was told um, within myself, your mom's going to be in an accident. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, what does that mean? And so um, I don't even remember if I physically registered how it was going to happen, but it was like a full body knowing your mom's going to be in an accident. And so she was going away that weekend to her friend's farm. And uh, that was her idea of her little vacation, you know, a little getaway from the four kids and uh, my dad. And she was going to go and, and be on the farm in nature and kind of get some respite. So um, that was in Fort St. John and we were living in Edmonton and, you know, I knew I have to go with her on this trip. And so I said, okay, mom, you know, I, I want to go with you on this trip. I think that was a bit odd for her at that time because at 15, I was really struggling with a lot of anger and uh, frustration. I wanted to assert myself. I wanted to be heard. <clears throat> I knew things people would uh, be saying something was true and I know it wasn't true. And I was really frustrated that a lot of things um, that were people were presenting as one way were actually another way in truth. And um, I felt like I had no authority. And yet I also felt like I knew these things that were true. Right. <clears throat> and so it was this great struggle within me. So I think my mom was surprised. Oh, my 15 year old wants to come with me because I only wanted to hang out with my friends at that time. 
But um, of course, you know, I went with her and we spent the weekend on the farm and her friend ended up having us do all these chores. And she had this really big space and um, she had a couple tractors on her farm. And she was like, let's move this Jimmy. You know, when you get to a farm, there's always dead cars, right? Like I just find there's always dead cars. So there was a dead uh, Jimmy and she said, you know, let's hook this Jimmy up to the tractor and let's, you know, get it pumping. And so we had it going there for a while and it was on the Sunday. And uh, I'd had this running anxiety all weekend wondering, you know, how's it going to happen? Where's it going to happen? Is it going to happen? You know, or have I just lost my my marbles? And so we were about, I don't know, 4.30 on the Sunday. And uh, they said, okay, we've got one more chore. And that's where we have to um, now detach the Jimmy from the tractor. And, you know, then we'll be on our way. We can have steaks after that. And uh, we're going to have dinner. And so I was anticipating, okay, we've got this one last thing to do and then we'll be good to go. And basically what happened was is that um, her friend asked her, will you get onto the tractor on the front tire and pour some ether into the engine? Okay. And uh, and I'm standing, uh, I don't know, maybe five feet or something. I'm not standing that far back and I'm, I'm sort of watching the whole thing go on. And, and so... My mom's like, okay, sure, I'll get on the front tire. And she starts spraying ether into the engine while her friend was on the tractor and let out the clutch. And thinking it wasn't in gear and it popped forward. So when it popped forward, my, it actually ran over my mom. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I was standing there and I was screaming. I was unconsciously screaming so what happened was I heard myself saying my god somebody is just shrieking you know what who is that what's going on and all of a sudden I came to and I was like I'm screaming and so I ran to her house into this woman's house uh, to call 911 and up in Fort St. John Dawson Creek at the time there was no 911 for the area so at that point, I came back and um, my mom, who was incredibly strong, uh, you know, mentally and emotionally, she'd worked with kids out in the middle of the forest, you know, delinquent teens, and she'd worked in the jails with uh, people teaching them life skills. So my mom has this sort of, you know, mental toughness. And she had said, you know, listen, um, go get the horse blanket. And now at this point, her friend is, you know, panicking and goes to get the car and we get the horse blanket and we put my mom on the horse blanket, get her into the back of the car. And my mom starts taking me through, you know, if I die, um, you know, tell my fam, tell my family, like tell everybody that I love them. So she's covering all her bases. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you're not going to die. This is not happening right now. So, basically we finally got into town and and we waited and I remember just feeling uh, completely out of my body just wondering how all of this had happened you know why did I have to be there when it had happened um what ended up happening was we got into the hospital they said this is the golden hour and I guess that is a saying or that's a saying that they used back then which means they know within that hour if someone's going to live or die 
And so um, my mom survived the hour. She had a broken pelvis, broken um, shoulder. Uh, she had a lot of things going on. She didn't have internal bleeding, which was great. Very good. It turned out that because it had rained the night before, that the ground was softer. So hmm. she went down into the ground as opposed to, you know, having that tension there between her and the tire. So um, during that time, unbeknownst to my mom and myself, her friend had actually told the police that um, I had run over my mom. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And we didn't find this out until we ended up, um, my mom had to go through and file a lawsuit because it was, you know, because there should have been insurance on the farm and that insurance would have covered the length of care that my mom was going to need for um, all of her injuries over time. Well, it turned out her friend didn't have insurance on the farm. So she was trying to cover herself. Sure. And it took about 10 years. Um, and then it all came out um, in court within about five minutes. And they were able to confirm that, uh, that she had perjured herself. And, you know, that in fact, this was the whole reason why she had run for so long. Mm. And so, you know, it was, it was quite... Um, it's quite a traumatic beginning for me to, you know, come to peace with why had I been given this information? Mm -hmm. And I understood that at the end of the day, it would have just been her word against her word. And uh, the, the lawyer said, because I gave, you know, such a strong testament and he knew I wasn't lying, he was able to back my mom 110%, which is why he went to bat for her for so long. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, is that I also understood that I had a responsibility with these visions and feelings and that I was supposed to listen to this. And that was not comfortable. I didn't feel comfortable with that. You know, and I, I have to say that that has been the hardest part of the gift is being asked to turn left when you're already going right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um, I'm still discovering and uncovering this on a regular basis, even after using my abilities, you know, full time for 12 years. Uh, it's still a part of me that I've sort of thought, wow, when it comes to, you know, receiving information or knowing something about your loved one, you know, the person that you want to protect and you never want anything bad to happen to anyone. And then to have to receive that information and sort of be a part of, of helping them if you can. Sometimes you, I'll receive information and just know I can't have an effect. Um, and that's been the hardest part of it. So after that, I basically ran away from my gifts to the best of my ability, I, I went into acting and I was like, this is the perfect channel for me. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I could just, you know, use, channel my feelings into characters and, you know, I pursued it with a vengeance and I had so many awesome experiences and I was on fire and I had gone to Los Angeles and I had gotten, um, 
a, uh, a scholarship. My mom actually, who had recovered very nicely, helped me to get uh, a summer scholarship from the Pasadena Business Women in California. And I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And I just, you know, pursued all this. And, and then I found myself in Toronto. And I was like, yes, you know, and I was making all these connections and everything was just falling into place. And synchronicity was, you know, fully on board. And I was like, wow, you know, this is happening I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and then I got sick oh and I was like I was so distraught you know what is going on and while I was in Toronto but right before this had happened I met with a seven-day Adventist person because sometimes when I would travel I would you know uh, meet with I'd go to the church for a service and even though um, I wasn't passionate about the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I just wanted some inspiration and that was what I knew. So I met with this guy who was a family man and uh, we had a coffee and, you know, you chit chat about things about God and, you know, I would pick his brain. I would often think that the people in the church, you know, oh, they know so much and they're so wise. And so, you know, I have to listen to everything. And he said to me, Shanna, you are meant to be uh, a minister you're not supposed to be an actor. And that like really pissed me off. Like that really frustrated me. Like I was angry. I was like, what? And because I thought, well, this guy, he's pretty wise. And, you know, he goes to church. He's he's probably a really stand-up guy. And I had all these ideas. So I was placing my, my power, my, you know, my awareness sort of outside of me and discounting again, you know, my own guidance. And so... Then when I got sick, I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe God is just telling me I have to go off and do something else now. And so this <laughs> began this spiritual journey where I ended up going back to the Sunshine Coast where my parents were living. I was in bed for two years. What kind of sick, can I ask? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I ended up with mono, strep throat, and tonsillitis. And that was just what was, you know, diagnosed right immediately when I was in Toronto. But what happened was, is that the mono, which I wouldn't have believed this if somebody else would have told me this, actually caused so that I would literally sleep, like I could sleep for like six hours a day and then like 10 hours at night. So I was spending more time asleep and in bed than I was even awake in the day being productive. And this is really hard for a Virgo and someone like me who likes to go, go, go. <laughs> yes, I can hear it in your voice. You're a busy gal. You're a mover and a shaker. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and when you're that way and your mind moves so quickly, it's like the nightmare, right? A big nightmare to be forced not to move and, and not to be, you know, um, doing what you think you should be doing to be productive. And so I decided, okay, I'm in bed. I'm going to be productive. So I got conversations with God. That's a good place to start the book. It was, you yeah. know what? That book was like rain after being in the desert for 20 years. It was like, Shanna, there is this loving being called God. You know the one that you know? Yeah, well, like, let's update him because that's not who he is. Hey, Shanna, not many people are, can't assume that everybody knows what conversations with God is because I don't think it is what many people think. Can you just give a one-minute synopsis of 
like how that book was written? Yeah, well, Neil Donald Walsh is the author. Mm -hmm. And basically, uh, from what I understand, and what I remember, Neil came to a breaking point within himself and his, you know, he was um, in a place of desperation. And one night, he had the urge to get a pen and paper. And he started to have this conversation with God. So he wrote it all down. And the idea is, is that God is actually very approachable. Uh, very friendly, uh, very humorous, and really loves to talk about the practical aspects of our life. You know, he's not this untouchable being in the sky who is condemning, you know, from afar. That he's actually like, you know, almost more human. And yet, of course, he's still uh, that um, omniscient power, you know, that is in all things. So that was the way that um, that book presented to me that God had this wanted to have a conversation with every single one of us, yeah. not just Neil, right? Yeah, and it's wonderful. I've I like audio books, and I've listened to there's I think there's three different conversations with God, and there's even one about life after death called At Home with God, and they are so oh they're so good, you know, really for how to live life and what it's all about. So, anyways, there you are with that, you know change subject there you are reading conversations with god yeah and you know i was just liberated in my mind thinking back to when i was 15 and i had that feeling in my heart and i was like is this you like was that the feeling that i had so who are you so it just it was such an amazing time. So even though I wasn't able to do a lot physically and I was really taxed and, you know, I was used to identifying myself through doing, I felt like so free and so alive during that time when I was able to talk to God and have these, have my own conversations on walks and, you know, go through this discovery. So I went through that book and then I did a course in miracles and, you know, I went through and did the whole course of miracles, which is very complex in my eyes and yep. right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and really quite, you know, the language, it's like I'd read a sentence and then I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. go back. <laughs> and that's Go back. one sentence. Yes, it's heavy <laughs> <Right>? duty. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I did the teacher's manual. Oh so gosh. I did all of this over that period, right? So Which I was like, great. Shanna, yeah, yeah. I was like, you are going to be productive, right? right? So, so this is what I did. Now, interestingly enough, during that time, I was still kind of planting seeds around, um, you know, my acting and things like that. And and so I had been, you know, trying out for different plays um, when I had the energy and all of that. But, um, you know, I, I, I really, my inner life became so rich that even though I had so little going on, um, I really felt this newfound sort of faith, for lack of a better word, mm -hmm. this newfound relationship where I was like, the universe like is so awesome and everything has a purpose. And so I went through this time of sort of being liberated mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe enlightened for a short period there. And I feel like that was really easy for that to happen because I was in nature. I was away from um, mainstream, you know, I was just in kind of my own little world there for a time. And um, I ended up being sort of led to a spiritualist church and I saw a medium working in Vancouver and I watched her and I was like, ooh, these women are witches. <laughs> I know they are. <laughs> You're funny. 
they were wearing purple. They were wearing purple. They were talking to the dead. I was like, they are witches. So, um, but I was so curious and I had this thought, I wonder if I could do that. Mm -hmm. And I went up afterwards and I asked them, I said, listen, you know, how does one do this? And they said, well, come to a development circle, a spiritual development circle. So I went in and I, I said, okay, uh, here we go. You're going to love this. I have a really wild imagination. And I started sharing, you know, what I was receiving. And they said, that isn't your imagination. You're a medium. Like what, what do you mean? You were working with someone. Did you see yeah, people in I your was, mind's eye and you're just sharing, thinking you're making it up and... Yeah, because I was always seeing. So I thought I just had this wild imagination because even as I'd be talking to somebody, for instance, if somebody said I bought a new car, in my mind I'd see a, new, I'd see a green car, right? And, and uh, then they'd be like, yeah, and it's this weird color. I got it green. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. Well, I didn't even think, oh, Shanna, like you knew that. What does right. that mean, right? right? So when I – so I was always passing it off as just the fact that I was obviously had a great imagination. It, mm -hmm. it would never registered, okay, for whatever reason um, because I probably didn't have a reference for psychic. I didn't have a reference for what a medium was. So if I had grown up, like, oh, Shanna, when you see that, that's you actually. That's your psychic ability. Um, then it would have been different. But I was sitting in this development circle and they, they gave us an exercise. And let's say the exercise was, um, you know, sit, let's go into a meditation. And as we go into this meditation, we're all going to open our minds. And then we're going to allow the spirit world to gather close to us. And now we're going to see if we feel compelled that we must share what we see, what we feel, what we hear. And so I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, I've got something you know, I've got a, I've got this guy and he's showing me, um, he's got a scruffy beard and he's got these big blue eyes and I, I can hear father and he's just showing me this house with this brand new fireplace with rock all around it. And he's really happy. And they're like, Oh, that's my dad. And he, he built this fireplace before he died. And I'm like, no way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't you no love way. that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause you think it's your imagination. Yes. Yes. Right. And, and so um, the first reading I ever did where I ventured out, uh, my my daughter's father told someone, listen, Shanna's doing this practice stuff. Do you want her to practice on you? And she said, oh, yeah, absolutely. And so I got myself all worked up where right? I was stimulating all my chakras. I was praying so much. I was I was like trying to shake heaven, you know, like. Yeah. Make sure you show up. Right, right. <laughs> okay. So I sat down with her at the table and I closed my eyes. And I said, I see a biker. And he says, Rod. And she was like, oh, that's my dad. Oh. Yeah. And now what was interesting was I had no reference for names. No. I had. Right? right? I had no reference. What I saw was an actual rod. But that was his name. Right. So when this happened, I actually was like completely just as surprised as she was. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought it was wonderful that I could kind of 
that she could receive this peace from this. And so, you know, after that, it wasn't so much in mediumship, we focus so much on evidence, you know, piling evidence upon evidence, which means that for those of you who have uh, lost a loved one, it is so important that, you know, you have that validation to know this is your loved one. Yes. Right? Not vague. You want evidence. You want beyond a shadow of the doubt. He's a biker named Rod. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. But what 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 what's so interesting is that the spirit world knew before I even had an education around mediumship, they provided what was needed and required for her to be able to say, that's my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's the blessing when you're a natural, you know, we are natural mediums, is that the spirit world is there and there's that intelligence knowing what's needed at the time. Um, so, you know, for me to kind of come to that place and have that awareness and, uh, my daughter was very young. She was a year and a half about at that time. And I was a new single mother. Um, it was all very overwhelming, but also very exciting. And so I decided that I was going to just see where it went and I actually tried to, to really fight the path. Uh, I said, okay, Spirit, if you want this to happen, you got to make it happen. I'm not going to advertise. I'm not going to go out of my way. Um, I was never someone, and still am not to this day, that I would walk up to someone and do a, a, a random reading. Mm-hmm. Which is good, because I think you can scare some people. I ha- Absolutely, I think you can yeah, scare some people, sure. right? But I think that um, I think that some some people, you know, enjoy doing that or not that they enjoy scaring people, but they feel compelled. You know, I, I have to communicate this to you. And whereas uh, I've always been, that's not been my bag. That's not been what I've been okay. interested in. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, so so coming uh, um, to this place um, within my mediumship and saying to the spirit world, I'm only going to do this on your terms. You have to make it happen. What happened was is that that woman then told her friend who had lost a significant other and then her friend told her grandmother. Mm -hmm. So it all began this, um, you know, incredible kind of cycle of people coming to me and me just going, whoa, okay, I have, I'm doing another reading and oh, I'm doing another one. And and so uh, it all happened organically. But um, there was a store that I was guided to go and ask if they needed a reader. And I really didn't want to do it. So the spirit world, you know, kind of impressed upon me. So what that means is I had a strong urge upon looking in the common ground. I saw there was a store near where I lived that was a metaphysical store. And I had this urge, like a compelling urge, like Shanna called this store. And I was like, no, like Shanna call this store. I was like, no. So when it became a bit uncomfortable where I really felt that I was denying the voice, I was like, okay, fine. So I called the store. I said, are you looking for a reader? And she said, oh yes. In fact, we are looking for a reader. I said, yeah, but you probably aren't looking for a reader on Wednesdays between one to four, because that's the only time I'm available. I really thought that would have just cut it off at the pass right there. And she said, oh, well, isn't that interesting? Because we've just had a reader who's left that slot and we need someone to fill that slot. I was oh, like, how funny. Yeah. Oh. 
I was like, no, no. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. I think that's good for everybody. And then once you start dabbling in this world, there's no question the spirit world will pull you where you need to be. You can try to run, but you can't hide. That's what I, I found. That. Yes. I, I love that. And so I went in and uh, I read for the, the main reader there who had been there many years. And she gave permission uh, for me to be a reader there. And the first day I thought, oh, I'm going to go in and no one's going to be there. This is going to be amazing. I am just going to sit around. I'm going to read some books. I'm going to relax. Well, I get in. Oh, Shanna, you're not going to believe it. We have you fully booked. Too funny. I was like four one-hour readings. Wow. Whoa. Okay. So that's where it began. And, you know, I've, I had many talks with spirit and my spirit guides, you know, those who are, who are friends on the other side who are helping in this way, you know, with the mediumship, with the work. Um, and then I've had many talks with God, you know, over time. And I have really kicked and screamed through a lot of my mediumship. And trust me, it's not because of the deep healing that is brought to people. It's not because I'm not grateful to be a conduit. It's not because um, I don't see the miracle and the beauty in connection, in the fact that we are given this blessing, this this gift, and it's given to all of us, regardless of age, of of sex, of where we come from, you know, of our income level, it doesn't matter. We are all included in this blessing. It's 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 the fact that um, it is a huge responsibility. Sure, it is. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, I'd never in a million, zillion, billion years would think I would be where I am today. I'm a chef by trade. I feed people. I, you know, busy. Never. Yeah. I used to think people were weirdos that talked about this stuff. And so for me to have the book, the radio show, be talking to you, being speaking at conferences, <laughs> all on life after death. Oh, right. My. Okay. All right. I'll do it. Yep. Yep. And you were, and that was not your plan. Uh, no, it wasn't my plan. <laughs> and even if, when I started discovering that this stuff was real, I was never going to tell anybody because I thought people that talked about this were weirdos. You know, I didn't want to be one of those people. So now I'm the biggest weirdo of them all because I'm shouting it from the rooftops. You know, we don't die. And it's great. And you know what? My life has purpose and I couldn't be any happier. So it's Awesome. So let me ask you, Shanna, you have also studied at the great Arthur Finley College. You, you're not just practicing at the the store, you know, um, you are now, I mean, in your past, you have traveled to really refine your skills as a medium, correct? Yeah, well, the store was the very beginning. And that was many, many years ago. And it was a great place for me to just begin and spirit knew that I could handle that. And as my mediumship was growing and I was having, you know, more questions coming up, I needed somewhere I could go where I could learn, you know, what does this mean? What does that mean? Why am I getting this? And I think it a lot of it was because my logical brain was like, if you're going to do this, we need you to understand so that we can explain this. And um, it was wonderful because it sort of pushed me to go to the college and 
again, I was a single parent. I had gone through kidney disease and um, even traveling outside of the province was like this huge deal. So Spirit provided the means and the opportunities and I went back and forth for eight years and I formed uh, a friendship with Tony Stockwell, who's uh, who's a world-renowned medium. and One of the best and one of my most favorite people on planet Earth, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was it was a wonderful opportunity to um, learn beside him and then, you know, to be mentored under him. And then also just to have his friendship and be able to ask him sort of off the cuff, wacky questions about mediumship and, you know, have um, the, you know, a great discussion around questions that had really bothered me or questions that I just was like, mm-hmm. you know, have you ever thought about this? And so, yeah. Really great. Yeah, so that's right. Well, let's fast forward to where you are now because uh, my good friend Darla, hello Darla, who listens to all the shows, she recommended you. Where did you meet? You you actually now teach mediumship and have a mentorship program, correct? Yeah, so I started mentoring and teaching years back, but the mediumship mentorship for the one-year program, that's where I had met um well gotten to know darla more so mm-hmm. um we met at tony stockwell's retreat when he came to canada uh, two years ago and uh, he'll be coming back in 2018 to my studio here but um we that's where we met and so darla was enthusiastic and she's closer to me it's a little easier for her to get up here um, from the states uh, to my studio in Crescent Beach, and so coming to the one year, it's like we, you know, we're halfway through now, and the biggest thing that uh, I work on with in the mentoring is helping people to recognize their innate divinity, and I really feel that you can do a million exercises, but being a natural medium, um, you have this sort of access that um, where you're able to make the connections and you're actually able to do the work if you can kind of get out of your own way. So the exercises are great for provoking and making us think of different things and opening up other avenues within our gift. But really, that's the, the spin on my mediumship is, you know, this sort of struggle to reconcile who I am. And if I can recognize that I am an extension of the divine and that I come here with a purpose and that this gift was given to me to understand, uh, to use in whatever capacity that I feel is the most joyful for me, then, um, you know, that's exactly what spirit wants for that person. And that's what I love to do is um, to lead them, you know, to their own sort of happy place within themselves. That is wonderful. So are you saying mediumship is for all of us, uh, that we all have this innate divinity, all humans? We all have this innate divinity. Hallelujah, sister. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so many people say that we all don't, you know, and I, I hate hearing that because like, I just know as a truth we do. And now some people might be passionate about it and want to explore it. Just like some people might be natural playing the piano and some people really have to practice, 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 but we've got it. 
Yes. Yes, we absolutely do. Every single one of us, there isn't one of us, there isn't one being anywhere in the universe that is excluded from the divine plan, from the divine unfolding and the manifesting that's happening from this incredible love that we have within all of us. It is just such a deep well of love and acceptance and unconditional friendship. And I, I just feel that those with psychic abilities um, they have a, a strong skill that they just need to understand. It's not necessarily about the application of it that is the priority. It's more the understanding. And those who have it on a smaller scale, you know, where they just will sometimes feel uh, maybe they'll know when someone's calling mm-hmm. or sometimes, you know, they'll right. feel right. Um, that yep. sort of anxiety, like they, they feel something's coming, but they can't quite put their finger on it. Um, that is there also as a little indicator, Hey, explore this feeling. And I feel that it's the divine calling us back to our origin as opposed to, Oh, well you must go out then and start doing psychic readings. Right. I, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't think we're all meant to do that i mean we all have our own different different strokes for different folks different passions but like you had said uh use the gift in a way that's most joyful for you you know what's most fun for you i love doing these radio shows that's how i'm using it i love going to courses and exploring that's how i'm using it you know like we all have something find our passions right well, the the interesting thing is, is that for me, it was about finding what I was curious about and following my curiosity mm. because my passion was acting. Okay. And my passion was not the path per se, but it was a wonderful part of my expression and it gave me something to be on fire about and be on purpose about. Mm-hmm. But when I found the curiosity where there was no actual plans, there was no map, there was no one saying, oh, yes, do this or do that. It was just me having a simple thought that was a completely new thought that was very gentle, relaxed. There was no pressure. There was no timeline. There was no you have to do this. It was just a simple I wonder if. And I think that there are some people who get really discouraged because They don't feel like they have that strong calling like, oh, I know exactly what I love. You know, it's like they've um, kind of moved away sometimes from uh, what they love because of the obligations of life. Right. And if they just if, if we just sort of start with what am I curious about, then that will inevitably lead to exactly what you're talking about, your passion. Love it. Follow your curiosity. So let me just ask you, just because I'm looking at the clock, time goes by so fast. Not that we have to hang up yet, but we don't because there's more things I need to talk to you about. But if somebody did want to get involved with mediumship, uh, is is it something people would have to travel to you to do that? Do you have anything online? I am definitely... Um, going to be launching more online work okay. and so I have a, a new, actually a new website in creation and, and a new vision 
And so all of this will be launched in the fall, and then people will be able to see and be part of a community online if they wish. That's fantastic. And it, by the time somebody's listening to this, it could be fall. It could be 2020. It could be way in the future. So, Absolutely. Yeah, your website, shannaleegibson.ca. So yes. you can find that information. Um, also, do you do private readings and Skype readings and things if people are just interested in something like that, correct? Yes, I do limited readings every month. Mm-hmm. I know you're a busy gal. I, well, and I spend um, a lot of my energy now on teaching mm-hmm. and uh, and meditation. So that is an area that just takes a little bit more time and energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving it. And also the, the teen work, that's an area that's also grabbed my attention and that spirit has encouraged me to move a little more in that direction. So absolutely the readings are still there. They'll just get to be a little bit more limited over time. And that's a natural evolution. I mean, I've been doing full-time readings for 12 years, so it's natural that I would move more towards um, other directions. Oh, of joy absolutely. And, and if you can make an impact with more people who are making an impact with others, great. Before we talk about the teens, I was on your website and you do offer for a free meditation audio as a gift to people. Can you talk about what that is? Yeah, I love meditation. And that is the foundation of my own spirituality is meditation and prayer and devotion. So um, I came across, you know, guided meditation and all of that when I went to that spiritualist church. That's a big part of um, within spiritualism is the guided meditations. And then I also came across um, my Eastern path, which is more Kriya Yoga. It's, it's a yogic breathing path and meditation. And so I kind of married both worlds and I was praying and saying to spirit, you know, to God, what would you have me offer to people that would be a benefit? And I had this meditation come to me where I just literally wrote it all down in a matter of about five minutes. It just all came out together and it was called above and beyond. And it's like here, you know, offer this and um, allow people to begin this process of having you guide them, but then also having time for them to go on their own journey and let their soul lead them through the journey so that's what happened when I created Above and Beyond, which is currently the free track on the website. In the future, it will probably be updated and there'll be other free offerings on the website yeah. as well. Well, I think it's good just to stay connected with you because I, I saw that and um, I didn't yet download it, but I will because I want to listen. And I, you know, it's so funny. I am definitely at times a very lazy person and I want the results without doing the work and I think like exercise if somebody wants to have a great body you got to exercise well I think if people really want to use their divinity and psychic abilities and mediumship like like any exercise I mean I think meditation truly is the foundation uh, and learning how to quiet our mind and use our imagination and all those great things. So I'm really excited that that's something that you give to people. So I I think that's great. And um, well, yeah. You know what, Sandra, when you just said that there, do you know what came to my mind is that because we are so overwhelmed, you know, our lives are so full and uh, because of this wonderful connection we have to the digital world, which on one hand is amazing. Right. Right? Because yes. we can call, you and I can talk 
people have access to so much information and knowledge and, you know, we can progress like never before. But at the same time, it's, it's taken up space within our consciousness, you know, within our minds, within our hearts. And we can feel so full and overwhelmed that when we think about adding, well, I've got to add in meditation. Now I've got to add in prayer. Now I've got to add in this. Like, where's the time? Where's the energy? I got to feed my kids. I got to get to work. Right. You know, house it says to be cleaned. I got to do my dishes. You know, all of these things that have to be done. And this is where I am helping people to kind of transition into less is more, Mm -hmm. which is absolutely the dishes have to get washed. Yes, the house has to be tidy and clean. But if we can give ourselves five to 30, five minutes to 30 minutes for those who actually maybe work from home or have more time. In the morning, before you start your day, before the kids come in and grab your hand and say, come on, up and out, let's go. You can take that time and literally spend it just breathing, doing a meditation, the one that you feel most connected to, where you are saying, I want to make this connection. I know that it is imperative that I am led today throughout my day so that I can have you know, an impression within myself where I feel connected and being connected. I know I'm going to end up in the place I need to be when I'm supposed to be there. I know I'm going to say words that will be encouraging. I know I'm going to be a little less reactive today. You know, I know all of this will benefit me. And so if we can create that habit where less is more, I'm going to cut out maybe that five minute checking Facebook first thing in the morning and check Facebook a little later, you know, then it's like there is that space. And what happens is is that time given to the soul creates more time and more opportunity throughout the day and inevitably throughout our lives where there's a richness and a connection that nothing can buy. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I know for myself, uh, I don't have the greatest practice. and uh, Sometimes it's actually scheduling it in my calendar, you know, whether it's going for a walk or sitting and meditating, whatever that may be. But what's hap- been happening to me, Shanna, is I that voice that you were talking about at the beginning, sometimes I'm hearing words in my mind and they're beautiful, loving, encouraging words, you know, not the negative mm-hmm. voice. But it's those words are starting to come through me that I have never heard before. It's like I'm hearing someone speaking. So whether it's a guide, whether it's my own soul, I don't know. But the more I'm, I'm learning to quiet my mind, it's, it's allowing this inspiration to come through me. And so I'm digging it. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Really That's good. That's absolutely wonderful. And yeah. you feel so, um, you feel so not just connected, but you feel like, there's another element to your life. Definitely. Right? Yeah. I've had great ideas come to me. Sometimes, you know, in the shower, I'd be like, oh my gosh, where'd that idea come from? Or waking up in the morning. But now to hear a voice, it's like, that's pretty cool. Okay. You know, somebody's here with me. And it's not scary. It's all love. 
Um, but it's, it's allowing it. And, you know, I am addicted to technology. I hear a ding. It's like, oh, it's a text. What's going on there? You know, <laughs> but learning to put that away, turn it off, turn everything off uh, and, and just go within. So before we end, though, I really want to find out about your passion for helping teenagers and what are your oracle cards and where's this passion coming from for inspiring and empowering the teenage soul you know i have always had a heart for kids and especially for kids who you know have this sensitivity and kind of are are on the edge a little bit of society which means that they just have these different ideals you know they're a little bit wacky and yet they look you know just like any other kid. Um, And so many years ago, I used to do some freaky field trips with kids and a a TV show got pitched around kids. And the interest just wasn't really there uh, with television at that time. And then we went through a recession. And so I put it all to rest. And two years ago, I had gone to Bali just to really rejuvenate, you know, after a year of of a lot of work and and energy and all that, I needed to just have downtime and just completely reset. And so I had this wonderful vacation and I just felt so renewed and so peaceful when I came home, like my cup had been emptied and I was ready. And I ended up about mid-January waking up with these 33 meanings in my mind in the same way that you're talking about you know having this voice talking to you Mm -hmm. and saying very loving things and you're feeling inspired and so this is what happened is it it was like oh my gosh okay so I woke up and I got out my journal and I started writing everything I could remember in that moment and I called up a friend who is an artist and I said listen I received this idea what do I do and she said you get it all down and you're going to hire an artist. And so I ended up going through this channel online, which is called 99designs. And there are designers from all over the world, and they all bid on a project. And then they you know, submit several versions until you sort of see who do you love, who gets your idea, and who do you want to hire. And so I went on there, and I, I had this feeling to go on this website. And so I'd, I'd known about it from before. So I went on, and I submitted and said, you know, whoever does this gets to do the whole project and there happened to be an artist from Australia who just submitted and she submitted the first and only design and I looked at it and I said oh my gosh this is it how did she do that she captured it perfectly fantastic and this card is called the spirit card in the deck okay and so I said you're it And so her and I worked together over a period of a year and I would send her the meanings and she would send me the art and she would do this sort of uh, photography with graphic design. And so she did what she calls a photo montage and um, she captured everything and it was absolutely amazing. So in October of 2016, the cards were launched. The first printing shipment was sent to me and, you know, I did this Kickstarter campaign online to get people involved and, and helping. And so they did. And so I was able to, you know, fund the project, which it turns out printing is very expensive. Yes. And so um, this all began. And, you know, what, what was interesting is shortly after that, 
Um, you know, I, of course, let all my clients know, you know, I have these teen cards. And so there was this interest and, and people were, you know, excited about the cards and even adults work with the cards and love the cards and they find them to be very accurate. And they say that they're eerie, they're kind of scary um, because they're, you know, very accurate. But I also was um, ended up working with the um, with Aboriginal youth and um, helping out there on their with their wellness days with the oracle cards and so the oracle cards have become a dialogue and a discussion between me and various groups and youth um, in different places you know whether they're just intuitive or they're actually really struggling to be in their home and uh, and to feel that their life has meaning and that they should be here on earth and so the cards have opened up this door and um you know, everything through synchronicity has just kind of come to pass where the cards are now being distributed throughout Canada and they're being distributed throughout Australia with Phoenix distribution. Um, and that's just happened. And then um, they're in stores in California. And so all of that's on my website. But um, basically, you know, the idea is, is that I will continue to develop this teen avenue and for parents of, of teens and also preteens to help you know, educate them that perhaps what their child is having, having is a psychic awareness and that there's a way to channel that energy without them having to kind of go off the rocker, you know, during those teen years. Mm, I love it. And I'm on your page now on your website with the picture of all the angel cards. And I love it. Things like rainbow after the storm, monkey mind, um, it, it just hurt feelings, unplug just so many great things and so I think inside each one of us is a teenager so I don't think this would be bad for any one of us and I love too thinking that you're encouraging our youth how to grow spiritually as well well and you know it was cute because I ended up doing art Vancouver and I had um, a table there and one woman comes up and she's 65 and she says I'm gonna get myself a deck for my birthday and I was like, yeah, we all have a teenage soul, you know, and I use the cards myself. And sometimes I just need to cut through the mental stuff, you know, my mind and all the thoughts and well, what of this and what of that? And I'll go and I'll just pull a card and it's like, there it is. And there's usually a word or a phrase or even just even the image just says like, Shanna, focus on this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was trying to get to the heart to the heart of within myself but I was struggling. So, wow. I'm grateful. Is this an online thing also? Yes. So I I'm, did I'm on just... the website with my phone. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that is funny. I love Get it. An online card. Yeah. Of technology. Um, so there's an online app on my website. And like I said, this website is, is going to be redone. So it'll be a lot easier to gain access to some of these things that are kind of in the heart of the website right now. Mm -hmm. But under the shop page, uh, there is, you know, the website app, it's 1111 per year for your membership, you can pull up to six cards, it's all on my website. And I've created so uh, there are, you know, sort of the layouts um, provoke different questions. So obviously, one card is daily guidance, and that's free. You don't need to purchase anything to go and pull your daily card if you wish to do that. It's a great way to get to know the cards as well. Yeah. Right. And then you can go and decide, you know what, I want this to be 
bookmarked and I now want to have the subscription and, you know, I want to be choosing my cards and really looking at like, what is the obstacle I'm overcoming here, you know, and, um, how can I, how can I look at this? And so, yeah, so I offer those and some of the cards, what we think will think, oh, well, I know exactly what hurt feelings means. It means I've hurt feelings, but I don't. So, you know, what does she mean by that? And you go through and all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute, people have hurt you. You haven't been hurt or you've been betrayed, you know, and it's like, oh gosh, the longer you hold on to the pain, the greater chance you have of becoming an angry, depressed and anxious person, let down your shield and release what's weighing on you. So suddenly it's not so much, okay, well, you have hurt feelings right now. It's maybe the past is coming forward, is still healing happening there. Oh, I want to read the one I just got because it's perfect. And you know, for anybody listening, there's plenty of Oracle cards out there and I love them because Sometimes pulling a card, whether it's a real live card or an app on your phone, can be just the thing to shift your mind and it can totally change your day. So I want to read the one that I just got because I pulled one. I got the weary heart and it says, hold up, your energy tank is running low. Take a breath and check in with yourself. Do you feel scattered and frustrated as if a dark cloud is hanging over your head? As an intuitive person, you need a place to chill out, away from the world for even five minutes, and completely be yourself to decompress. Daydream, or if you choose, stare at your socks. It should be in a space that is uniquely yours. Then ask yourself if you are weary from trying to make others happy or tired from wearing a mask to get through a situation only to end up feeling depressed. Stop and smell the roses. If you want to say no, trust yourself and say it. Mean what you say and say what you mean. Your true fa- your true friends will understand and respect you. Once you are back on track, invitations from unexpected sources will arrive and make your heart sing. In the meantime, bring exercise and contemplation into your day. You know what you need, and it's up to you to share your beliefs honestly with others so they can support and cheer you on. Old soul, you have wisdom to share. Oh, Shanalee, I love it. That is exactly <laughs> what I needed to hear because I just told you I've been in the car driving for three hours, rushed mm-hmm. home to be on the, our call today. I feel worn out. and I'm like, oh, I'm going to give this interview my all. But you know what? I really need a little time to chill out big time. That's right. That's oh, right. thank you for creating these. I love them. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm going to use the online deck. I think that's just fantastic. Well, our time is just about out. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have or anything you want to share or any closing words to our wonderful listeners today? Well, you know, I had a thought come to my mind and I wrote it down. And it was sort of, you know, summing up why we as mediums have these abilities, you know, what does it all mean in the grand scheme of things? And why do we go on this search spiritually and taking time out of our day, out of our lives to go to courses and seminars and do all these things? And, you know, some of it seems uh, very impractical um, and impractical. And, you know, people, we often question ourselves when we have these impulses to do something that nurtures our own soul. And it made me think that spirit is just trying to impress upon us and tell us that we are not alone and that we are part of a beautiful symphony, you know, a beautiful spiritual harmony and that our lives 
are so important and that this lifetime is so important. And so no matter what we are struggling with or how insignificant we feel that we are in any given moment or whether we uh, feel that we're doing something wonderful or not, the point is, is that we are never alone and that we are part of this mystery. And so taking the time to delve into that will only produce wonderful results in our lives. And so please consider that, you know, some of the inner treasures will have that lasting effect over these, you know, some of the temporary maybe distractions or when we always feel we always must do this or we always must do that. Sometimes the soul has a better way. So we can just create a little time and energy and practice the thought that we are not alone then spirit will work with us. I love it. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Really fantastic. Fantastic. And you want to share what your website is? I know I've said it a couple of times, but how people can get in touch with you? Well, and Sandra, thank you so much. So this is such an amazing opportunity for people to have access to this information and so many amazing people. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. And my website is shannaleegibson.ca. And you may find a landing page depending on when you're listening, but um, please come back soon and, you know, you'll, you'll see what I'm offering here in the fall. And I'm so excited to connect with you and hear your story and your individual needs and unique abilities. Um, so thank you so much. Yeah, it's great. And just a reminder to everyone to download her free meditation uh, gift. I, I love that. And I'm going to do that as soon as we hang up. I love it. And for our listener too, I want to thank you for spending this hour with us. As a reminder, all past episodes you can find at wedontdieradio.com as well as typing We Don't Die Radio into YouTube or iTunes. Uh, there's a free copy of my book, We Don't Die, if you sign up for the Insiders Club on wedontdieradio.com and a very healing audio called How to Survive Grief. Because I know one thing that joins us all together, many of us together that is, is that we have lost a loved one and we are looking for good reason to believe that they are still out there, we're going to see them again, and that our life Life is for a purpose. A couple of quick invitations. If you're on Facebook, we have a new Facebook group. Just type into the search box, We Don't Die Listeners. And it's a great place for you to meet like-minded souls who can talk about all of this. Uh, and I think it's a really great thing. And this coming September 2017, I will be one of many speakers at the Afterlife Research and Education Symposium, which is a conference that you'll find 500 in-person, like-minded souls who are interested in life after death, communicating with our loved ones, and how to have a powerful life. So if you're interested, go to afterlifestudies.org to find out more. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio, and I do believe with all my heart that life is an education for the soul, that your life here on Earth is important. And if we take Shanna Lee's advice, we are never alone. Take the time, follow your curiosity, and you never know where it's going to lead. But I say someplace pretty great. So I really want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.